0: Hello, and welcome to CrestPod, a cybersecurity podcast created by Crest Security Assurance. We are a cybersecurity firm located in the Washington, D.C. regional area, and we are looking to hopefully get you guys more updated about the cybersecurity tactics, education, and technical processes that we use today. For our first podcast, we have Sanjay Kumar. Press Security Assurances project manager who has been working with the FDIC to bridge the gap of communication and cooperation in order to complete the most tasks the most efficient way. Unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, we weren't able to capture his introduction. But Sanjay is a highly seasoned cybersecurity professional with over a decade of experience in project management as he has worked with multiple government organizations and agencies throughout his career. He received his bachelor's degree from Bangalore University in Bangalore, India, and has been working with Crest Security Assurance for a little over a year. Now that his introduction is over, let's get to hear more about what Sanjay Kumar has to say about project management, especially when it comes to government contracting going along with, you know, the challenges the FDIC has, has kind of posed, how does working with the FDIC different from other employment experiences you've had throughout your life? Yeah,
1: the other experience, basically, I've worked with CMS, I've worked with um, NIH, uh, I've worked with HRSA, so it's it's different in FDIC, I think it's more kind of uh, very detail oriented in the sense, like um, if something is given, they want to make sure everything is up to the quality that they are expecting from us. Very tight guidelines. So like it's it's not that open environment where you can kind of like come up and say, hey, I want to do this, uh, can I? You know, and yeah. and move forward with that. Here it is like okay, here here are the things that you could do and these are the areas you should cover and just be within that that scope and and uh it kind of is restrained but there there's a reason for that I would say because this is evolving uh if people get to move in different directions I mean things can be very haphazard so I do understand that part like it might need some tightening in the initial state, but I think once it is set up, then it has to change gears and move to a place where you kind of let the team kind of be more proactive and kind of come up with ideas and come up with what would be best for FDIC. And I think we are kind of getting that messaging from the client, which I'm pretty happy about. But again, coming from where we were earlier to this phase, there's still a hesitancy in the sense like, okay, if we kind of move into a new direction or we being proactive and something goes wrong who's going to support so this is something which I discussed with FDIC as well I said hey in my previous organization uh the messaging from CISO was take action don't be afraid of taking action if you fail we are with you not to worry but the, the not taking action is not acceptable so I think that should be the process, that should be the way. Yes, it doesn't mean like we make mistakes every time, right? I mean, it may it's just a lessons learned, I would say. Like once you make, you don't make the same mistake again. But I think that kind of flexibility can really improve the organization in terms of making people, making the team responsible for what they're doing and not being afraid of any uh, action or anything that would be detrimental to them down the line, you know?
0: Yeah, um, I mean, There's a lot more hesitancy towards action with the FDIC. Um, Do you know why that is? Have they been scorned before by other organizations that they've worked with? Or is it just like because they are such a large organization, they they are a little more hesitant about being aggressive?
1: Yeah, it's more of, let's say any team member has done something differently or when, and the moment it happens, it's kind of like, okay, why did we do this? And there's a lot of explanation going on. And I'm not saying like the team member may have not done something wrong, but again, there's a learning process as well, right? So that flexibility is not in FDIC. Like the expectation right. is like you have to be perfect. If you're not perfect, you're not fit for this job
0: oh, that is some big shoes to fill. So it's definitely going to take some time to form that trusting relationship then. So I know to form that relationship, there's definitely going to have to be a whole lot of communication, you know, step by step, what exactly we're doing, how we're doing it, you know, that communication between the two. But are there any other ways that you go about keeping the relationship smooth, and avoiding conflict where you can.
1: Yeah, so the basic criteria, as I said, is building the trust. I mean, that is something which I was able to build with FDIC, and they kind of uh, understand, like, if something is given to me or if they have a problem and they come to me, I would uh, resolve it. So Hmm. that trust has been built up. Uh, so that's how we operate right now. And, uh, I think, uh, moving forward, uh, I believe this would help us to kind of be more flexible and kind of provide more value to FDIC.
0: Right. So it's, it's like, I'm trustworthy because you've come to me with problems before and I have been able to help and, and fix and, yep. and kind of form that trust with you. So that's good. Okay. Yep. Um, so. Moving on throughout all your years of experience, what is your favorite part about project management?
1: My favorite part is delivering on time and Mm. on budget because that's what it all boils down to in project management. So I always feel happy when we have completed a project and we are able to provide the quality deliverable that the the client is looking for.
0: So, yes, we're punctual. We've made sure everything's done exactly how it needs to be. It's like it's like a win for you because you know you're yeah, it, it's, you're it's like a, a puppeteer. Satisf-
1: yeah, it's a personal satisfaction that you did something which is beneficial to the client and you were able to finish it, right? I mean, a lot of people in project management have the tendency of like ninety percent complete, right? And and just stays there. Mm. So it's it's very few like who really have been successful, have like who, who are able to get to that 100% mark. So every time you get to 100% mark, you have to rejoice or enjoy that moment, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's it's hard. It's hard, yeah. especially, you know, having to deal with so many people on so many different sides. So you got to take those wins when you can get them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So aside from working with the FDIC and, you know, that that big organization how do you feel about working for a small business um, and you know communicating with a small business I guess what is, would you say that it's more comfortable or enjoyable
1: I join trust knowing that it's a small business it's a small company and um, but the thing what I look for is uh, the flexibility and the freedom to bring value to do something which the company cares about and that's why I feel that's the kind of advantage i see with working with small business where you have your own voice and you can kind of work as a team and grow and there's a lot of growth opportunity as well now if you look at the negative part of it is basically in terms of client now we are working for fdic and we are a small business but if imagine if it was a large business in like company like Booz allen or deloitte doing the same contract They would have so many uh, people in place to make sure like there's not much push or pull or all these issues that we see uh, being thrown on us is not something which um, they can for large business. So that's, I think, is kind of a slight disadvantage when it comes to small business because we are small. We have like few people who are involved in this environment. Whereas the big um, organization, they do have like connections, they do have people, they do have a lot of communication channels that they can use to make sure like uh, things are aligned and, and manage it more uh, in a controlled way, which I believe small business have their own limitations.
0: Yeah. So it's it's always going to give you that, you know, that flexibility with what you can do and how you want to do it. But like, obviously, working with a larger business, you're not going to be able to get that. They're going to have more rigid guidelines of what you can do. So yeah. I guess that was like more of, OK, this is why I want to work for the small business. Yeah. With your position, do you feel there is a necessity to keep up with potential cyber threats um, happening, you know, around the globe or just domestically? Yeah. And-
1: with my question, yes, of course, I need to keep track of whatever the potential cyber threats are, what events are happening. And we kind of also look at um, uh, the impact on MTIC, And if there is an impact, uh, we need to kind of uh, have an remediation or resolve it uh, in a planned manner. So, of course, that knowing what's going on out there. It gives us an idea to look for what could impact and and move forward with resolving it.
0: Right. So it's definitely, you have to watch all channels, all possible ways of how exactly somebody could impact the FDIC or any other organization, and then go about implementing kind of like a mitigation plan for if it were happening. Yep. All right. So going along with, you know, building the team that you need to look into threats and like mitigations or do the tasks that the, the organization is asking how do you choose those cyber professionals that you want on your team
1: that's a good question so with regards to getting team member onboarded um, what i look for in candidate is a uh, good understanding of risk management framework and uh, having some really hands on experience uh, with uh, the kind of work that we do mean, our task is mostly focused on the isso information system security officer although there are some other areas also that we cover now Uh, so we look for somebody who has hands-on experience as an isso or or who has worked on that environment but the main quality that I look for is one is the attitude what attitude uh, the person is bringing in because Sometimes you may get a really good um, cybersecurity resource, but the attitude can kind of throw up things away because I've seen in my experience, like some are really strong technically, but that comes with a the negative factor is like, whatever they stick into, they kind of stick to that. They're not flexible to kind of change their ways of doing things and that can cause problem in a team environment. So first thing is the attitude. Second thing is uh, the knowledge level that they have and third thing is uh, how the attention to detail or the communication skills that they have.
0: Okay, so are there any like specifics, like if you're looking at a resume job application that you put out, are there any specifics on the resume that you that you would get rather than talking to the person? Like, you know, that attention to detail or, you know, that experience? Is that something that you can, you can decipher from just the resume?
1: It's very hard to get that from the resume, but again, yes, resume do tell you like uh, the quality of work that they're producing because you could look at resume as as a deliverable or quality of work from the candidate as well. But again, there's a catch there as well, because sometimes the resume is done not by the person, but somebody else, right? So we cannot kind of completely... Uh, uh, justify that okay the resume has some typos or something else is missing or they have like different fonts being used that cannot be considered negative against the candidate Uh, but again those things can be verified while talking to the candidate with terms of what the knowledge level they have or what they are bringing on the table
0: okay so it's definitely it's definitely about like that rapport that you have when you're talking to that person and i i know in the past i mean i definitely heard um that people like lie on their resumes maybe fudge a few numbers and get in that position and flail um yeah. so it's definitely important to make sure you're you're going with the right person and embedding that person completely yeah and this, so,
1: this is this is all the challenges because the cybersecurity is is very hot market yes of course there's a lot of kind of uh blowing up the experience level and all those things that are happening you know like they maybe one year experience they show like eight years experience ten years experience so it's yeah. just kind of yeah it it has happened occurred a few times but again uh, uh there are some like ways we can identify whether somebody is really hands-on or not so that all we get to know from once we kind of talk to the to the candidate But again, the attitude and those things are more important because that that is something which helps to build a team and also know, like, okay, what the capabilities are. Sometimes we kind of do kind of stress tests where we have tough questions coming out one after other and see how the candidate reacts. And one of the things we usually prefer is to have a video session with the candidate because uh, we can also observe and see how the reactions are. And I've seen some candidates really, although they may not have a good answer, they may have like answered like 60% of it, but they have kept their cool. They were very kind of focused and that shows like they are somebody who can take into if there's some stressful environment, they could still work under that environment. So those are a lot of other factors that could be looked upon while kind of uh, choosing the candidate.
0: Right. Okay, so I mean that's all the questions I have for you today. Um, Thank you so, so much for meeting with me and being a part of Crestpod. Um, It was lovely speaking to you and I. I learned so much about the project management position, especially from somebody who has cybersecurity um, experience. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too, thank you. Thanks for this opportunity. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to the first episode of CrestPod. And please make sure to visit us at www.crestature.com to see a list of our services, our blog, and any of our social media platforms. Hope you all have a fantastic day and tune in next month for the second episode of Crest Pod.